For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Belly of Sports Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, July 14th, and we are kicking off our fifth season of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast. Five seasons. We're five seasons in, man. This this is episode one of season five. Can you believe it, man? This is now what? Episode number 164. Four. Um, man, talk talk to me, man. Real, real quick before we get into like the serious stuff in, in regards to everything that's going on in today's episode. Fifth season, 164. Can you believe it? Surreal, man. I, I don't think we ever had imagined that it was going to get to this point. Um, so kicking off season five, probably the most excited I am to cover a season. I know we've, we've been to the playoffs before. We saw the Vooch and Gordon days. Um, but heading into this new season, man, just a different level of excitement. Um, and that makes our, our job so much easier, man. Coming to record every single week, it's that much easier when we have a lot to talk about, young players to to follow that are fun to watch. Um, I think it'll be our, our best season to date. Um, so I'm just excited for it. How about you? Well, any, anything, uh, on, on your mind when it comes to this being our fifth season? Nah, I just, I really just want to take a moment just to kind of say thank you to everyone that, that listens to us on a week to week basis. Um, anytime there's a magic event that we're, we're out and about, man, people are coming up to us, showing us a lot of love. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's what we're grateful for, man. When we first started this podcast, we didn't, we didn't care if there was, 10 people listening, 20 people listening. We, we didn't care. Our, our main focus was to be able to give an outlet to, to people who don't really get a chance to speak to other individuals about the Orlando magic. You know, we, we get so many times where, you know, where we're talking to people that live out of state and, you know, they, they say that, you know, man, I, I really don't have anyone here to talk Orlando magic basketball with. So to be able to hear stuff, um, you know, from you guys, it allows them to kind of feel like they're, they're in the room because listen, man, at the end of the day, even though we have a platform and we have writers going to the games, we have videographers, we have so many different aspects and outlets and magic content at the end of the day, man, it's, it's, this was created out of, out of love and a passion for a team. And we want to be able to have an outlet where we're able to talk about it and kind of share our, our experience and, and what we're feeling. And, you know, it's been, recipro- it's been reciprocated by a lot of the, the people that watch us on a week to week basis, man. And, and, just to be able to take a moment to say thank you for tuning into us. It's still crazy that, you know, at the, at the end of the day, when we kind of take a step back and realize that, man, people, people ask for it, man, they, they want to hear our opinions and stuff. It, it means the world to us. Um, met people from out of state, out of the country, the, the Orlando magic fan base is growing on a day-to-day basis. Um, and it's been, it's been really fun to see. Uh, what would you say is, is just kind of reflecting for a quick moment. And I swear to you, we're going to get, we're going to get into talking some, some details of different things that has been going on this past week. But when you look back in the last four seasons, Al, is there anything that, that kind of stands out to you? That was, that was probably the most memorable moment for you. I mean, it might sound kind of corny, man, but I just got to say it's the amount of growth we've had. So I know we started with the podcast, but that's allowed us to do so much more things because of the attention that we've gotten, right? So adding writers, adding, you know, a YouTube content. So we have BJ doing that for us now. We have the Spaces guys on Twitter doing that. We have uh, Lou going to the games. Um, this platform that we've built, uh, again, thinking back to 2019, we got together and kind of started this idea of, Let's evolve what we have been doing up to that point. Um, surreal to me. So that to me has been the most memorable thing. The fact that we've accomplished all that. We were able to bring so much more magic content to fans that crave it, right? I've been on their shoes. I've been wanting magic content. 
And back in the days, nothing outside of what ESPN may talk about us. That was it. Uh, I know we have a great, great uh, magic following now where, you know, you have so many different platforms providing content. But the fact that we can't do that, I grew up just wanting to be a voice out there. And the fact that we can do so now through a podcast, through writing, through YouTube content, through Twitter spaces, it's surreal to me. And again, I'm just happy to be able to provide that to our, to our audience and the fact that they've trusted us and they continue to tune in and, and like our content and retweet our stuff. Uh, so thank you to you all. But that to me is really the most memorable thing. Um, how about you? Anything that comes to mind for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this was really born um, to kind of fill a void, a void that what we felt what was um, extremely needed. Um, you know, we're, we're not just, we're not just a podcast, man. We, we've kind of grew to, to do a lot of different things and it, and it kind of is in line with the brand that we've been trying to create, you know, Orlando magic headquarters. We want to be able to be the center of all things, Orlando magic basketball. So we understand that not everyone will watch this podcast on YouTube. Maybe they want to listen to it in the car. We understand that not everyone wants to listen to a podcast. So they want the, the quick fixes of being able to stay up to date. Not everyone has the opportunity to be able to, to be as addicted as, as we are to different information and sharing the information and have that conversation with other people. So um, I, I think for me personally, my, my favorite moment, it may sound a little cheesy, it may sound a little cliche, but being able to interact with people, anyone that, that will flag us down out, you know, while we're out and about just to kind of say, thank you. I, I think it's, it's at the end of the day, what, what makes it worth it. And um, if you remember, man, if, if people are like, OGs have been listening to this podcast for a really long time, um, you know, you know, it's the, the podcast today looks a lot different than what it used to look like. Um, you know, we, we started this podcast and then the pandemic kind of hit and it, it drastically altered the way that, you know, where we currently do our podcast now. So the fact that, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of people and not, not just in the Orlando magic community, just in general, you know, when people create podcasts, you know, there's, there's moments where people don't last, man. It's, it's a tough gig. Um, consistency is key. If anyone that's thought about doing a podcast, man, that's that's the biggest advice that we can ever give anyone is that don't care about who's listening. Don't care about how many people are, are tuning in. What's most important is that you're passionate about the topic that you want to talk about and be consistent with it, man. Go at it week to week and get get it to grow from 10 to 15 to 20 to 30 to 100 to 1,000 to how many you know, people you're able to cultivate and, and listen to what you have, because at the end of the day, that's, that's what, that's what it's all about, man, is, is being able to be a part of, of a community that I feel that, you know, we we're we're deep in and we're, we're passionate about being able to have that conversation with, with others. So thankfully we survived the pandemic in, in regards to still being able to provide content during that time period. Um, and we, we've had amazing guests and we've been in, able to be fortunate enough to have, you know, amazing supporters. So just want to take a brief moment uh, from the beginning of this podcast um, as we start season five to say thank you to every single person that that's listening, that's watching. Uh, it, it definitely means the world to us. Um, now, with that being said, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about some of the different things that the NBA are rolling out for this new season. They've announced the 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 now uh, inaugural uh, NBA in in season tournament um, that I want to touch base. I want to get your opinions on it because we're we're kind of agreeing to disagreeing on on some of those topics. So I think that'd be fun to kind of um, discuss. The Orlando Magic also discussing you know in details the contracts of the signing of of. Uh, Joe Ingles and, and Mo Wagner. So getting the details of that. And then also, how, how can we not talk about um, the NBA Summer League? And it's it's going on right now. We're recording this Thursday night. Uh, so Al and I, we, we have the game being recorded right now. So we'll, we'll be watching that as soon as the game is over. But we'll, we'll keep you guys updated with kind of the stats that we're watching because we'll, we'll be watching that a little bit later on um, the night. But um, yeah, man. There's there's also rumors going on. There's there's a specific player out there that's being rumored that the Orlando Magic might be targeting. Who could that be? We'll talk a little bit more about that in in, in, the, in a few. But before we do get into it, um, I want I want to start off with the NBA in season tournament. All right, I'm, I'm kind of skip over what what we have in the agenda. It's it's really what I want to talk about first. Um, so what's cool is that. With the summer league, this was also the first time that the NBA announced that they were having this this NBA con, right? It's where it's uh, their version of kind of like a comic con. Um, 
man, and and they decided to announce this NBA in-season tournament. And for those who aren't familiar what the NBA in-season tournament is, it's a tournament, obviously, during the season where all 30 teams will be split into six different groups. Teams will play four group games on either Tuesday or, or excuse me, Tuesday and a Friday in November, best team in each group. And the next best record in each conference will move to the eight team knockout round semi and finals uh, semi and the finals will be in Vegas, December 7th and December 9th. And then the magic were put in group C and they're going to be, they put us in a, in a group with the Boston Celtics, the Brooklyn Nets, Chicago, in Toronto, and believe me when I tell you, we want all the smoke. We want everything to do with those teams. I, I, we'll we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But those are teams that we we are gonna eat up, lovely, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, and you know, with they they will play two home games in Boston and Toronto, and then two away games in Chicago and Brooklyn. Um, but but talk to me, man. When when they first ruled out the tournament, they I feel like they've been talking about this tournament for a really really long time, and it's it's officially here. It's happening. And the real question is, as a consumer, do you care for it? Do you care about the in-season tournament? Is it is it elevating the uh, the watching experience as a consumer? Or do you think that the NBA is trying a little too hard and you know they're they're just coming up with with ideas now to kind of change things up? So I mean, to be honest with you, it, it is kind of exciting. One big thing that we always hear is, hey, the NBA season is too long. Those first couple of months, it's not exciting. Teams don't care. People are sitting players. What can we do to motivate teams to to be more in, more in tune and be more apt to want to try harder, I guess, early in the season? Well, this may be a solution, right? So it gets teams playing right in November, right? When the season's, the season's starting to basically care if they're going to be playing for this. I, there might be some teams that won't care about this NBA cup or whatever the name is of, of the cup they're going to be giving out. But if you are a soccer fan, if you watch international soccer, this is very common. So I, I got into soccer maybe three, four years ago, and I've been watching ever since. And it is fun, right? The Champions League, they have so many different leagues out there that they that they run alongside the regular season. Although the NBA did it differently, right? It's part of the season. It's not different. And even the drawing of teams, like to groups, I didn't like the fact that it was kind of staged. They already had the list uh, on hand. How they do it in, in soccer and football, American fo- um, European football, is they actually draw like a lottery. So you're basically seeing the teams live get drawn into different groups. That would have been cooler to me because it kind of feels staged to me, like to just give a paper to Paolo and say, hey, these are the teams in your group. Name it to us. Um, right. But that was my only kind of doubt, like kind of complaint about it. But I'm excited, man. I like the fact that Orlando got matched up in Group C. I like the teams we're going to be playing against. Uh, you think about Boston, right? All the drama with them last year. Toronto, all the drama with Scotty Barnes and Franz and Suggs. And then you got Chicago, you know, the whole thank you Chicago thing that we got going on. Uh, thanks to the Vooch trade. So a lot of cool kind of storylines in our group that are playing out. Um, so I'm excited for it. How about you? Is there anything that you think the NBA could have done better? Or are you excited in general? For this uh, NBA tournament. Yeah. So it's important to note that some of the additional details that that were released is the fact that um, the the winner of the tournament will win $500,000 for each player. Semifinals will win less cash and so on and so forth. Right. Um, And then the the other thing to note is that these games are being played. um, You know, they will count towards the NBA record as well as the stats. So that's being recorded. The only ones that will not count are the are the games that are being played in Vegas. So that would be the semifinals and the finals. Um, so to me, that was a relief because initially when it was rolled out, one of the things that we heard was that it wouldn't affect the record. So in my in my mind, in my opinion, it's kind of like, well, that's that's a waste of time. Like these teams aren't going to want to have their players play because they want to prevent injury. Um, and and what's the what's the incentive for the players? So the fact that it's still affecting the record to me is is extremely important. So that was that was good to know. Um, but other than that, if I if I'm playing devil's advocate, right? Um, I wish I would have seen something more. Now I'm not I'm not an NBA marketer. I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you what more I would want to see. Like I'm not sure what other incentive you could possibly give that would make the most sense, right? With having a conversation with a couple of friends. 
um, they were kind of like, well, why, why not just, you know, give, you know, a team home court advantage for the postseason? I'm like, well, that, that's an interesting idea. But mm-hmm. then what would incentivize the teams that have no chance of making the playoffs to, to want to play hard or, or whatever the case may be? Like, for example, the, the Houston Rockets, where we know they, they may not, you know, there's a higher likelihood that they won't be a playing team or a playoff team. What would incentivize them to want to go out there and play hard and, and you know, really make an impact in, in these tournaments, right? Um, somebody else said, you know, higher draft stock or, or allow that to impact the draft order. The impact of that is let's be serious. The players on these teams, they don't care about the draft order. Nobody is saying, hey, man, I really hope we get the third, fourth pick so that we can add, you know, value to this team and add more talents. No, because the people that they're drafting, it's competition serious. They're taking someone's job. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not, I can't really think of, you know, anything else that they could have done other than the money side. But I wish that there was more. Like, I wish that there was something that was a little more impactful. I'll tell you one thing that came to mind. I get the cash, right? So I'm like Kevon Harris, right? It's a guy that's a two-way contract. I I would assume that he qualifies for this price. Imagine him getting, you know, 500K. That's doubling his salary just by winning the tournament. That is only one month long. So it has a huge impact. We heard Cole Anthony also say, you know, I want that bag. Like, they want that money. It's a young guy. You're not guaranteed a big contract just yet. So to them, it's valuable. But I'll tell you one thing that came to mind, which is simply you qualify for the playoffs by winning this tournament. So basically a young team like the Magic, like the Houston Rockets, who are fighting for something and, and they may not make it because they're young. They're still kind of developing. But guess what? You go all out and you win this thing, you're guaranteed a playoff spot. So what does that mean based on your record? We'll determine where you fall. If you finish completely horribly during the season, your record, you at least make it to the playing tournament. If you finish, you know, fifth or sixth, that's your seed. But you're basically locking that that security that you are making it to the playoffs. That also means more money to the team in general. Because when teams make it to the playoffs, they get a bucket of money for just making it and getting that TV contract for making it to the playoffs. So it could be a win-win where there's cash, but also that team incentive to to want to win, not just monetarily. Because someone like LeBron James, you know, has a billion-dollar contract with Nike. He doesn't care about half a million dollars, let's be honest. But again, the younger teams, I think, will. And that's what will make it fun to have a team maybe like, again, like the Magic playing against a team like the Celtics, trying to make a final game of, of group play. And if the Magic win, they get in. If the Celtics win, they get in. That makes it fun all of a sudden. You want to turn into that game because there's value to it. But that that's something that came to mind to me. It's maybe playoffs. Um, but other than that, nothing else really that that I can think of. I I like the idea. That makes sense. Right. But let's be honest, if if all 30 teams are going to be in this league or in this, excuse me, in this in-season tournament, again, the likelihood of of uh, a Rockets, uh, Oklahoma City, like the likelihood of these teams really winning it, um, the likelihood of the Orlando Magic. Uh, I'm, I'm listen, I'm, I'm as much as a fanboy as anyone else listening to this podcast. But let's let's uh, let's be honest. Uh, you know, it would be a really tough, tough journey for the magic to to really make it that far right if all the teams are are taking it that serious um you know it's it's i don't i don't, I don't know if that would incentivize a team i think that it would make everyone want to play hard which at the end of the day that's what they're trying to do man they're they're trying to to make these games mean more by creating one of these tournaments and you may you bring up a good point five hundred thousand dollars means absolutely nothing to a, a LeBron James, a Giannis Antetokounmpo, a, a Luka Doncic, it, it means nothing. But that's a small percentage, man. When you when you take a look at the average salary in the NBA for excluding two way players and ten day contracts, and this is off of um, a total of four hundred fifty three players that are signed to a contract. The average NBA contract for this upcoming season is nine point six million dollars. When you take a minus, look at the crazy contracts taxes? that we've seen. And and then there's taxes. Absolutely. When we take a look at the crazy contracts that we see, you know, five hundred thousand dollars may not be nothing to Dame Dollar, but that dollar means a lot more to to the 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 nine tenth eleventh you know player in in uh, on on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm curious to see how it really rolls out because at the end of the day, you know, you're calling it an in season tournament. 
I'm as a consumer, I'm I'm hoping that this is feel this gives me all the type of feels that I want that I get from a play-in and from from a playoffs. Obviously, it's not going to have the same amount of weight, but the whole purpose of this is to create you know a level of engagement, uh, a level of of competitiveness from the players, and this is kind of what you're hoping from it. And if there's one thing that you can at least say about the NBA is that they're trying to be innovative in their own right. Yeah, they they've done this for, you know, other other sports and and whatnot, but they're they're not staying still. Playing tournament was such an awesome, awesome ad. You know, maybe when we look down or we look backwards and we're we're talking about this like two, three, four years from now, you know, it's the it's a norm and we can't we can't imagine the NBA without it. So I'm curious to see how it plays out, how it goes. Um, you know, the what I don't want. Is I don't want the team that wins, like theoretically, like let's 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 be honest. I don't want the team that wins an in season tournament to also win the NBA finals. Exactly. Like, I, I want it. I want there to be some type of mix. Uh, they also get like a really nice trophy, I, I guess, and you know something else that they can hang their hat on. But I do wish that there was a little bit more that they get. Yeah, well, there'll be a banner, you think? <laughs> so I'm thinking of the magic, right? Like we need a banner in this arena. Would, man, would so. you? Would you put a banner? <laughs> I think a team will put a banner up. That's an interesting point. I think you do, right? Because, I mean, this is a new thing that going forward is going to be a consistent tournament that's okay. going to be so played out every me, year. Let me, let me ask you the value of that banner. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, the Orlando Magic. Congratulations. You guys are the first ever NBA in-season tournament winners. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Congratulations. Does Paolo, does Paolo Bancaro, ultimately, if we never win an NBA championship, does he get his, his jersey retired? Does that, no. does that add a take to the, the value that's that's the that's the only thing that kind of like I'm I'm I have to kind of wait and see like how much weight and value people even care about it. Like congratulations, think- you won. All right, let's get back to our regular scheduled program and then we talk about the playing in, in the playoffs. So I think initially it will be like a joke, right? It'll be like, oh haha, so whoever team wins, they won the NBA Cup, the NBA tournament, whatever it may be. Cool. That's a cool gimmick initially. But I think if they consistently make it better as the years go on and, and it adds meaning to it, eventually you'll have value. So you'll have an NBA champion. You'll have a in-season tournament champion. It'll mean something maybe then. But right now, the first couple of years, maybe it'll be like a gimmick. Nobody will take it seriously. Um, but I think there's ways they can make it again. And soccer has worked out really, really well. Uh, you know, whoever wins the Champions League. It's, it's massive out there. It's probably more important to win that tournament than it is to win the actual league cup to, 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 some, to some degree. So it just depends how the NBA does it. They have to be kind of innovative where they keep playing, keep, keep kind of maneuvering to a way that it's important to the fans. Think about the playing tournament. Initially, I wasn't a fan. I'm like, wait, why would my team be the seventh seed and have to fight with the ninth seed? Like, that makes no sense to me. But how it's played out the last few years, it makes perfect sense. Like, it's fun to watch. Uh, we've got the Miami Heat, a team that made it to the playing tournament, make it to the finals for the first time. So it's it's you see the value in it now. Uh, it's fun to watch. I never really care about those games when when it first kind of got introduced. Now I care. So I think the same thing will happen with the tournament. Initially, nobody will care. People will laugh at it. Eventually, if the NBA can keep tweaking it to a point where it's fun, uh, people will care for it. Yeah. So uh, keep in mind that there's three groups. Um, in the East and the West, when we talk about the East, you have Group A, which is the 76ers, the Cavs, Hawks, Pacers, and Pistons. Group B will be Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Wizards, and Hornets. And again, Group C will be the Magic, Celtics, Nets, Raptors, and Bulls. Well, I'll also add that the Magic last season were eight and six against um, these teams in their group. So the the Magic ended up, you know, favoring out. You know, that's it's we we battled it out against against these these big teams um last season so i'm i'm looking to f- i'm looking forward to see how we end up doing um in this in this tournament that 
the NBA is creating. Who knows, man? Uh, again, you're you're right. Maybe we look back and say, man, this this is this is awesome. But I will say that the play-in tournament when they first and they were talking about you know you being a seventh seed and still be knocked out of the playoffs. I loved it for the simple fact that okay, you're the seventh seed. All right, prove to me that you're you're worth being in this playoffs. They like, proved to me that it wasn't <laughs> just these other teams that are dealing with injuries or or whatever the case may be. If you're in the seventh seed, you have to earn it. And the playing tournament is just one of the ways that you're kind of confor- confirming that you're you're meant to be a playing a playoff team. So we'll see what happens, man. I, it's it's again NBA is always changing certain things. They they came out with a couple new rules. Um, you know, for this NBA season as well, they announced that they're going to be adding an additional challenge, uh, which is fun. Um, you know, it was, it was a great implementation that they did a few years back, uh, which is great. And then they also, um, you know, they're, they're taking a look at more of the, um, the flopping. They, they want to kind of keep that down, which, which I really like that they did because everyone hates the flopping. I think it's bad for the game and, and nobody wants a, an actor on the court. Yeah. So, so it's fun with the, with the challenges real quick. So just those that may not know. So if the coach gets it right the first time, they actually get to keep that challenge and they get to have another challenge available later on in the game. My question to you is what happens if you get it right both times? Do you just lose that third challenge? I mean, maybe that's something that they they (laughs) keep implementing. If you keep getting it right, you're keeping these referees honest. Like, Exactly. Yeah. So, so maybe that's something that they add on. You keep, you keep getting into, until you get it wrong, you know? <laughs> um, but nah, it's, 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 it's great. It's great. So like in, in the summer league, we'll, we'll talk more about this in, in a few. I, I think one of, one of the things I love about the summer league is that they utilize it to do a lot of their, their trials. Right. Um, so like o- overtime. Like there's not there's not an add an extra five minutes on the clock and then kind of see who wins that way. There's there's a set, you know, mark that they have to hit. And then that's a winner. What that does is that forces every game to have a game winner, you know, which is which is kind of similar. I feel like they kind of took that idea a little bit from the big three, um, but it's 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 fun to watch. You know, it, it really is. So the innovation is is awesome to see. And and as long as they don't tinker with it too much. Um, I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, now, yeah, it was fun to watch our next game yeah. last night and see the magic kind of go at it. And, and, you know, first or seven points, it was fun because every basket had a meaning to yep. it. So that Elam ending is kind of fun. I don't think we'll ever see it at the NBA level. Maybe we will, but I don't think you will, but it's fun to just see it kind of be introduced at summer league, maybe the G league eventually. Uh, but it's fun. Yeah. Now, earlier I said that the Magic, there was a rumor out that the Magic are monitoring a a, a big-name player. Um, and that big-name player is Pascal Siakam. This is somebody that the front office knows pretty well um, in, in regards to that type of player. Because Pascal Siakam is a player that you you automatically think would be the perfect mode for the Orlando. It's what the Orlando Magic front office likes, right? The question is... This is another power forward, man. How 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 do you see a potential trade for Pascal Siakam fitting for the Orlando Magic? Well, first things first, I don't think the Magic really are interested. I think the writer from Toronto that put the Magic in there didn't really make too much sense in that article. But either way, I don't see the Magic breaking up the core that they have now. That's just my opinion. But I truly... I can see it. If the Magic's goal is to be, you know, a big team, a, a team that can switch anyone on the court and guard anyone on the court, I can see it happening. Um, imagine a lineup of, let's say, Markel Fultz. Franz would have to slide to the two. Siakam at the three. Paolo at the four. And then Wendell at the five. That is a sick starting lineup. I mean, from a defensive standpoint, can, they can score. They can switch on everybody. So I can see the interest. And honestly, if you're trying to expedite things and kind of say, hey, let, let's go to the next level, not just make the playoffs, but actually be competitors in the playoffs, um, it would make sense to me. Um, I would be up for the lineup. Like it, it, it makes sense to me. If you're really trying to go big, it makes sense. What I will say is that would be my solution if you're giving up on Jonathan Isaac. Like I don't think that you make that trade if you still have some hope that J.I. can be a decent player can recover from his issues, uh, health issues. 
But yeah, I could see why it would work. I just don't see realistically the magic pulling the trigger and breaking up the core just yet. It was reported that Isaac seems to be recovering well. In an interview this week, Wellman said that Isaac practiced with the magic in Vegas this week, but we don't we don't know really the extent of what it how he was practicing, how much he was involved. You know, was it five on five? We we really don't know the exact details of it. Um, but you know, I, I I agree with you. Here here's my here's my drawback, right? My drawback is is his contract. He's expected to be an unrestricted free agent next season. He's due for thirty seven mil. So if there's any type of trade that's involved, then you would imagine it has to be a sign and sign and trade. The Magic aren't going to mortgage their their future for, you know, maybe it's not it's not going to be one of those Kawhi Leonard situations where you're you're taking a flyer. And I think that a lot of NBA's, a lot of NBA teams, they've kind of learned that lesson. You know, it's yeah, sure the the Raptors won a championship from it, but it was short lived. Um, the the magic are not that they're, they're not in that type of business. You know, everything that Waltman has said has not led to believing that they would do this type of deal. They're not they're not into the quick fixes. This isn't Rob Hennigan and, and Serge Ibaka. This is not that I'm comparing Serge Ibaka and Pascal Siakam, but this isn't one of those situations where you're you're putting the chips in. And to be a hundred percent honest with you, I don't know if Pascal Siakam is a player that I, I want to turn in all the chips for. I, I don't know if I'm I'm fully there yet. I'm not fully committed. Um, I, I've said this numerous times, and I want to see I want to see this team go healthy. Like I want to see what they're able to do. And then NBA trade deadline comes around. I'm sure if Pascal Siakam is still on the Raptors, they're still going to be able to have a conversation later on, unless they obviously decide to trade in somewhere else. But I'll tell you what you made a point about. Siakam, um, his contract, you know, having to be renewed and trading for him without that commitment. One thing I read today, not sure if it's accurate or not, but it's that his offseason home is in Orlando, apparently. Um, so in that scenario, would that make a difference in your eyes? Would, if the Magic were to trade for him, knowing that he has a home here, he's comfortable living in Orlando, more than likely would sign here. Would you pull the trigger knowing that? I, I wouldn't pull the trigger unless it's a signing trade. Um, you know, because if, okay, so let, let's say that we're, we're going with that, right? Pascal Siakam can easily say, no, I'm not doing a sign and trade. Stay here in, in Toronto and, you know, shoot a shot at, at, at being an unrestricted free agent. You know, then, then we look at him being a UFA, you know, next, next season, the off season. And then you have your shot that way without giving up any assets. And I, and I think that that's an important attribute to kind of, kind of, Think about the only way that you make that sign in trade with the Toronto Raptors to make sure that he's in a magic uniform is if you 100% are confident and feel like this is the missing piece. This is what's going to get us to, to the mountaintop. Now, the mountaintop is not making it to the playoffs. That is not the mountaintop. The mountaintop isn't even like winning the first round. That is not the mountaintop. For this, for this team, the team is built in a way that realistically making it into the playoffs is a realistic expectation winning the first round in the playoffs is not an an absurd thing to say it it's the magic have a great shot at it i'm not saying that they will i'm not i'm not saying that as my my prediction but if the magic win like let's let's say the magic make with the team that we have now they make the playoffs they they win the first round I promise you, people are not going to be like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that happened. This is so left field. This is crazy. Like, I think what's crazier is thinking that a playing team in the Miami Heat, we're going to make it into the NBA Finals. That's a, that's a crazier prediction to have. Um, but I, I, I think that the Magic are in a great position where you're bringing back, obviously, Paolo that's coming back to be a sophomore. He's going to be way more polished. His we're hoping that his shooting is going to be better. He had a killer first season. Um, you you're going to bring back hopefully a healthy Jonathan Isaac, a healthy Markel Fultz, another year of Jalen Suggs, another year of Cole Anthony, another year of all our young players that are developing more. On top of adding two additional rookies that we're expecting for them to be able to contribute and be able to help this team. So for me, I don't, I don't care if you have a house here in Orlando. It doesn't matter to me unless your name is Brooke Lopez. It does not matter to me at all. That's not a deciding factor for me. I'm not willing to give up the farm for a non-guarantee. So 
and obviously it has to be a sign and trade if they went that route. The question that you have to ask yourself is Pascal Siakam that guy for you? Is he the guy that you think that the Magic should go all in? And I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't know if that's if that's the case. He's 29 years old. He has he has one really, really good contract left. He's gonna want to get paid. He's gonna get his money. So great. But how much are you gonna be spending on Pascal Siakam? I agree with you. I don't think he's the answer. I'm perfectly fine playing out the season uh, that's coming up here with our talented team, our young guys, and just seeing seeing what happens. Next offseason, maybe explore it again. But I don't think he's the answer for us to take us to the next level. He would help. Don't get me wrong. We'll be a better team. But I don't think he's the answer that we're that we're looking for. Yep. Now, kind of getting into summer league. Right. Let's let's not talk about the rumors. Let's talk about facts. And the facts are the NBA Summer League is is here, and we got our first look at Anthony Black, Jet Howard, in actual appearance for the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic first took on the Detroit Pistons, where unfortunately we suffered a loss, 89-78, but a really, really great showing by Anthony Black, who scored 17 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. He was 7 from 10 from the field. Unfortunately, had 7 turnovers. So for someone that you know we know is is has a high Q, is meant to know as uh, to be a playmaker, the 7 turnovers is something that you know I'm, I'm not going to harp on too much because it's, it's your first uh, professional game, so it's not a big deal. Um, but I was a little surprised by that when I was watching. Uh, Kevon Harris went absolutely bananas. This man has no business playing in the summer league. Um, and they kind of proved it when they decided not to bring him back, <laughs> bring him back out. Um, Caleb Houston had a solid showing. Jay Howard had a solid showing. Uh, Monday, we had a terrible loss against the Indiana Pacers. We got stomped. Not a great showing from Anthony Black, who dropped 8.7 rebounds, three assists. He was three from 12 from the field. Jet Howard with 10 points, five assists, two rebounds. He was four of nine. Caleb Houston, though, had a really good showing with 18 points, five rebounds. And then Wednesday, another loss against the New York Knicks. The Magic have not been able to win in Vegas. Um, however, this was a close game that ended up going into overtime. We lost against the Knicks 82-80. Uh, Anthony Black, eight points, four assists, 14 rebounds, three of 10 from the field. Jet Howard uh, showing off for his pops who was in attendance watching the game. He went off for 22 points, three rebounds, one assist, eight from 17 from the field, and he was 50% from the three-point line. Tonight, the Magic are going against Portland um, for for our K Soto, um, uh, excuse me, Kai Soto uh, fans out there. Um, yeah, he did not get the, you know, his DMP for game one, game two, game three. And you're kind of like, man, what is going on? Um, be patient because the last report that we got was that he will be playing in Portland. So hopefully he gets some minutes and hopefully he's able to show a little something. But when when we take a look at these these three games from A.B. and from Jet Howard, um, Anthony Black, he um, averaged 11 points per game, 40 percent from the field goal, 16 percent from three point line. Um, Jet Howard, 13.3 points per game, 38 percent from the field, 40 percent from the three point line on six attempts. Um, talk to me about what you feel from what you saw early on from our rookies. So I think uh, they are as advertised. And by that, I mean, Anthony Black, we saw the playmaking skills that you cannot deny it. This kid has great vision. He is a, a really good point guard. Um, having him with Markel on this team automatically will make us a better team just because they are great playmakers and they're known to make others better. And we saw that with Anthony Black. The only downside to that is we also saw what we were concerned about with Anthony Black, and that is his shooting. Uh, we saw a bunch of videos before Summer League where he was draining three-pointers like he was Steph Curry. And when the game started, uh, we're not seeing that. To your point, you mentioned that 16% from three-point range. He doesn't look comfortable shooting it. It's a very slow release. Um, not sure how that will play out with the NBA, but he's got a couple of months to keep working on it before the season. Um, but impressive, you know, 11 points, seven rebounds, four assists, averaging very Jalen sucks like in his style in a way that he is aggressive. He, he's not someone that just kind of takes plays off. He will go hit the, hit the board. He'll create for others. So I, I like what I've seen from him. Unfortunately, the shooting has been a concern with Jet Howard. He is better than advertised. I will be honest. Um, not only shooting the ball, but also creating his own shot. 
I've been impressed with him doing that. Um, he is not, you know, Grady Dick, which is known to be a kind of more of a spot up shooter. Jeff Howard will create his own shot, whether it's going to the basket, whether it's with a crossover into a three pointer or a step back into a three pointer. We saw plenty of that yesterday against the Knicks and it was fun to watch. Um, 40% shooting on almost seven attempts. That's no joke. That is showing you that this kid can shoot it well. He did the same thing in college. So he's only going to get better at that with better spacing at the NBA with Paolo, Franz, Markel next to him. So exciting about that. Um, honestly, man, no complaints. I just wish we would have won a game or two, but our summer league roster completely, completely sucks. I'll be honest with you. Like we have a <laughs> bunch of dudes that just shouldn't be out there. We have no big guys. So we kept getting out rebounded left and right. Yep. Um, and to your point, Case Auto fans, he is playing right now. I just checked the stats. He is playing now. So let's see what he does tonight uh, against Portland. Yeah, I mean, you're you're you hit it on the head. I, I like what I saw from Jet Howard. Every shot he takes, it looks like it's going in. Um, he's he's a hooper, man. The the way that he's able to handle the basketball, create his own shot, is really fun to watch. Um, the the Knicks game that went into overtime, Anthony Black had the the last tip in uh, to force the game to go into overtime after a shot from Jet Howard. Um, so again, I, I'm not I'm not harping like I don't. Anthony Black had one great showing, struggled the other games, which I'm not, I'm not harping on because it's it's summer league, and that the the one thing that everyone needs to remember is the fact that Franz Wagner was terrible in summer league. You know, we we didn't see the Franz Wagner that we know. He he didn't have, you know, we we're kind of looking at each other like, man, this this is this is the guy that we we drafted. Like, what what is going on here? And he clearly showed. That he's his game is better suited for for live action game in the NBA. So um, I, I'm not I don't care if like I said I said before summer league that I would love to be able to set the tone and and start winning games um, and win the summer league championship. You know whatever we we didn't win it. It's not a big deal. Our our guys were able to get NBA experience, which is something that we we needed and we wanted to see, and they they were able to get that. So. Um, what I loved about the whole summer league experience is the fact that the whole damn team was out there supporting literally the whole entire roster was out there. So that was great to see that the Orlando magic were, were there front and center ruining for their, their young guys, because let's be honest, it's the summer. They don't have to do that. I know that we have a young team, but some of the guys, they have, they have families, they have you know, wife at home, like they don't, they don't have to do these things. And the fact that they were there shows that they really want to build that team chemistry, um, which, which is awesome. You know, you got Cole Anthony that's being interviewed uh, during the game and he's going absolutely ballistic watching Kevon Harris like ball out. You know, this is, this is the type of things that we want to see. This is the type of things that build team chemistry. We don't want to wait until training camp for them to really start getting to know each other or, sending text messages in a group chat like that's not that's not enough you you build those type of aspects by doing it in person and, and doing it early on so that was that was cool to watch now one thing that we've noticed is that markel folks got a new haircut man what do you what do you feel about the new dig that was interesting right we haven't seen markel without the dreads in a long long time um since he got to orlando he started kind of letting it grow and, and getting it to the point that it was this season, which was really long, um, it was interesting. Uh, we may get the, the Markel that looks like a young guy again. It looks like the uh, college days Markel here in Orlando next season. Um, but let me ask you, um, did Markel look a little bit thicker to you, heavier to you in those pictures? Uh, I mean, he did, but I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm looking at the, the hair being cut. I, I don't, I couldn't tell you. I, I, yes. Like, obviously when people were talking about it, yes, immediately you're kind of like, is that, is that, is that Markel? Like what's, what's going on? Um, but if that were the case, then that would, that would mean that Markel isn't doing shit in the off season, like literally doing nothing. And I, I refuse to believe that that, that is Markel because Markel has never came across as the type of person that didn't work hard in the off season, didn't try to get better, didn't make sure that he was in the best shape of his life uh, going into the season. Because Markel, in my opinion, has always been the type of person since he's been in the NBA that he's felt the need to be able to prove himself. And every season he's, he's kind of 
looked at it that way and he's he's coming into the season with with a chip on his shoulder um so i don't i don't think so i think it was just the the hair and and i don't know man that the angles and you know we we saw a picture not too long ago of of cade cunningham um that his picture was distorted and he looked like he let himself go and that was a photoshop i'm not saying that the picture that we saw were photoshop um but you know pictures don't necessarily do do anybody any justice i will say that markel folds looked way more feelful uh fearful um with with the dread so i'm i'm personally sad to see it go i i i would prefer the dreads and then you know the low cut but that's that's just me that's my preference yeah, we got to see. I mean, well, there's plenty of time between now and, and the actual season kicking off. We have, what, almost three months before the actual preseason. So we got plenty of time for him to get in shape and, and get to that game ready. So you you uh, think you think he's out of shape? I mean, those pictures online, man, they look a little <laughs> bit thicker. It, it could be the haircut. It could, he's never been like a skinny, skinny guy, though. Let's be honest. Like, he's never been like a the skinniest guy out there. That's not his build. I don't know, so but, out of, but maybe, out of shape? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I I find it. I find it hard. To, like I, I get it, the picture, but I just find it hard to believe. Like, it's. it's I agree with you. It's tough for me to 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 believe that he's legit, just chilling on the sofa and just like, <laughs> eating bonbons. Like I, I don't. I don't know. I it's. I can't. I can't see. It. I can't see it happening. That's not. That's not faithful to the grind. You know. Exactly. We got away from some of those pictures that they take in the offseason when they're like training here in Orlando. So hopefully those will look a little better, but it could have been the outfit, it could have been the angle, it could have been the haircut. We don't know. But to your point, I don't think that Markel's the type of guy that's going to show up and be like completely out of shape, especially on a contract year in which he is due a, a decent contract here with us. So yeah, I think that he'll be fine, but it was a little bit interesting to see that picture and be like, wait, that's, that's Markel. The hair looks different, but the body looks a little different too. Yeah, I, I read online that people were trying to blame, you know, the the weight gain on on you know the Magic drafting Anthony Black and and yeah, it's it's like stop it. Like I I just I can't I can't see I can't see it, man. I can't I can't. Well, see you know it. what? I, I didn't see those comments, but I will tell you what it crossed my mind just because I'm like, wait, they did it to Michael Carter Williams where they turn him from a point guard to like, oh, you can guard bigger guys by being heavier, and it didn't really work out, right? He's a point guard. Markel with Black on the team, I've been wondering how's that all going to work. I still think Markel's the point guard. It's starting point guard of this team. But there might be minutes that may need to come at the two position or the three position. Is that kind of why they want him to get a little bit more built? I, I don't know. Hopefully not, because Markel is the guy that needs the ball in his hands. He has, he's got to be the one creating the fast break opportunities. Um, so hopefully that won't be the case. Yeah. Now it was also confirmed, um, kind of moving past the summer league, that the Magic officially did sign Joe Ingles and Mo Wagner, and as expected, the second year for both players will be a team option, which means that the, the Magic will maintain their flexibility and will have a ton of cap space heading into next season. Um, are you happy to see the the team option um, for both players and? Do you think that next season is going to be the year that we finally do something in free agency worthwhile? I mean, we talked about earlier how this is our fifth season that we're kicking off here today. Uh, if you go back to our episodes, you probably heard us in every single season say next year's a year, next year's, next a, year's year. a year. So yeah. uh, maybe um, they have to make decisions at this point that they would have had two full years of seeing, you know, a team with Markel, with Jalen Sutz, Cole Anthony. Anthony Black now, like they, they have to start making decisions, man, because I get it. They play the draft game. It's worked out in our favor. We've, we've gotten some lucky bounces in, in the lottery. We got Paolo. You got at some point say, you know what? Now we got to build around these guys. And I think that's the next step for us. Um, just be cautious because we also need to lock up Markel Fultz, perhaps call Anthony. We have to pay Franz the year after, Paolo the year after that. So we have some big contracts that are coming within our team that we have to take care of. So yeah, they, they may make some moves. Um, I just don't think it'll be like, oh, let's go and throw 40 million at X free agent because they have guys in our team that have to get paid also. Um, but some big decisions, J.I., what happens with him? What happens with the bunch of guards we now have? Uh, but the good thing is we have flexibility. We can pull off trades. We can package players with picks and absorb salaries as well. So we'll be in really, really good shape no matter what we decide to do. Yep. So coming up after this last summer league game, 
We're looking at training camp that's opening up in September, October, preseason, early October, regular season in mid-October. So this is the uh, the last set. I feel like it's going to be a little quiet for a little while after the summer league basketball is done. Um, and, you know, then, then we kind of just wait, sit around and wait until training camp happens. And then we, we kind of do this this uh, tour all over again. Um, so anything that you're excited about after summer league? Um, the trading game, right? So we know we have a few players out there. Uh, you know, we got Dame, we have a Harden, we have Skakum that, that are demanding trades or mega trade here over the next few weeks or months. So see how that plays out. And I'm still intrigued by what the magic may do. I, I still think that if the right trade comes along where they can help maybe get Dame to Portland, whatever it may be, and there's a benefit to them to getting involved, they may jump in and get on that trade. So I, I'm excited for that. But other than that, man, it's it's truly just waiting now. So I know we've talked about maybe get, having some guests on the podcast that we haven't done that in a while. So that will be something we target over the next few weeks. Um, but other than that, it's, it's that time of the year where we dread the summer and then we just kind of wait for the fall to get here and kick off the season again. Yep. How about you? Yep. Just, just a reminder that uh, we do have USA basketball coming up August 25th. That's right. Uh, from August 25th to September 10th. Uh, in Manila, where we're going to be able to see Team USA out there, and Paolo Bancaro will be representing uh, the Orlando Magic and the United States um, playing there. So that's that's going to be fun to be able to watch. At least hold us over until you know training camp starts and, and happens. But and that's 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 pretty much it, man. So um, fortunately, on this episode, no update on the very last uh, game. Are you able to check real quick the score? What are we looking at we right now? Spanked. I'll, I'll check again, but last time I checked, 45-19, we're losing the halftime. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. It's great. Kate Soto, just for those that are following him, two rebounds. That's all he's done so far. Good. Stats on the board. Like it. <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate you guys for listening, checking us out. It's a wrap, and we will catch y'all next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.